0: Thank you, ushers. Well, today we're continuing our summer series, Behold I Am. And these are the statements of Jesus this morning. We have to be covering what, what is probably one of my favorite I Am statements of Jesus. Many of you are familiar with it. It's when he said that I am the good shepherd. You guys remember that one? Pretty darn awesome, right? He says, I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. This i am statement of jesus we'll do a little trivia anyone know what chapter of the gospel of john that this i am statement is found in it's a tough one 10, ten yes who, who said that wow kathy For- oh it's on it's on her bookmark oh my goodness <laughs> you <laughs> chapter 10 you're resourceful and you're using the bookmark that makes me happy you guys remember I did a uh, message two, three weeks ago from chapter 10. Uh, remember what that one Jesus said, I am the... Yeah, the gate. <laughs> that was my version of a door. Um, I have other sound effects too if you want me to do those. Um, but that's about as good as it gets. Uh, if you remember, he said, I'm the gate. He said it twice. He said it in verse 7 and verse 9. Is that what the bookmark says, Kathy? 7 and 9, 10, 7 and 9. I am the gate. Yep, 10, 7 and 9. By the way, um, if you're ever freaking out, you ever freak out, I freak out sometimes, and then you go to the Bible, right, break glass, grab the Bible uh, in case of emergency, but then you don't know where to open up to. You ever have that happen to? Uh, Open up to John chapter 10. John chapter 10 is phenomenal. Jesus here has such a love and concern for his people. But John chapter 10, we talked about this when I did the message on the gate. I said it was a continuation of John chapter 9. You guys are so good. Wow, A plus plus. You get a B- minus because you kind of use the bookmark, but um, John chapter 9, John chapter 9, again I'm just trying to refresh your memory, what amazing thing happened, one big thing happened in John chapter 9, a blind man was healed, a blind man who had been blind since birth. He was given sight. When he is healed, this is a big deal. Like, this causes a great commotion. The Bible also says it causes a great division, right? There's a division now, some believing in Jesus, others completely rejecting Jesus Christ. The religious, believe, uh, religious leaders, they cannot believe that Jesus healed this guy because especially Jesus, if you remember, he healed on the Sabbath. And can you do work on the Sabbath? No, you can't do work on the Sabbath so jesus is a sinner right a sinner for doing work on the sabbath and no sinner could ever heal a blind man so these jewish leaders if you remember they take the blind man in they ask him hey how can you see they even go to the guy's parents remember that they interrogate the parents hey how does your son and how is he able to see eventually the man says it's because of jesus And all the Jewish leaders, they had already agreed that anyone who claimed that Jesus was the Messiah, this is what they agreed. They said that anyone who said, yeah, Jesus is the Messiah, they were going to kick him out of the synagogue. And so this man who says, yes, Jesus healed me, I was blind, now I can see, what do they do? They show him the door, they kick him out of the synagogue. The synagogue, the place of community for Jews to learn about God. And then if you remember, it was in this context that Jesus says, hey, 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 listen to me. Eyes on me. They are not the gate. They're they're trying to kick you out, but they're not the gate. I am the gate. They don't get to decide who goes in and who goes out. I do. I am the abundant life. I am life to the full. And praise Jesus for that truth today. But along with being the door, along with being the gate, Jesus declares that he is the good shepherd. Same chapter, again, memorize John chapter 10, John chapter 10. In case of emergency, break glass, grab your Bible, open up to John chapter 10. But he's the good shepherd. And now, with this statement, uh, he's going to, just like he did with the gate, he's going to compare himself with those Jewish leaders. And by the way, the Jewish leaders, they are not going to appreciate or like what he has to say about them. Uh, They're not going to really respect or value his words. But anyone here who is a follower of Jesus, we're going to love what Jesus says has today so before we go any further let's bow our heads and pray Jesus I love this message I, I love that I get to talk from your word about you being the good shepherd in the times of anxiety and worry and distress the times where I just don't know what to do and I don't know where to turn I'm thankful for your word that tells me that you are my shepherd and you're not just a shepherd you are the good shepherd teach us your word today in your name we pray amen so if you have your Bibles, open them up to John chapter 10. Nicely done. There's my A-plus student in the second row. <laughs> so just like we've done in the past few weeks. What, what, what? What would she say? we got to hear it. Oh, she's waving. <laughs> you get the plaque later. We'll, we'll give you the plaque later. Just like we've done, we're going to read a larger portion of Scripture. Anybody else enjoy that, just how we've been reading these larger portions of Scripture I, I sure have. And so today we're going to start at the very beginning of John chapter ten. And this is what what Jesus says. He says, Truly, truly, I, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, to him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, for they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me, they were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief, he comes only to steal, kill and destroy I came that they may have life and have it abundantly I am the good shepherd the good shepherd he lays down his life for the sheep he who is a hired hand is not a shepherd who does not own the sheep he sees a wolf coming he leaves the sheep he flees and the wolf comes in snatches them and scatters them he flees that hired hand because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep but I Jesus declares him the good shepherd I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Amen. He goes on to say, and this is important for us today, He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice, for there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I've received from my father. And then look what happens. There was again, again, a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon, right? He is insane. Why would we ever listen to him? Others said, man, these aren't the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? just an amazing passage there's a lot going on here i'm not going to be able to cover it all even try to cover it all today but i want you to notice just how bold jesus is right he's coming in with these statements just with a boldness and just like what happened in chapter nine and chapter 10 it brings division amongst the people you see that in verses 20 and 21 some declaring you know he has a demon he's insane right we shouldn't even be listening to this guy but others are like wait a minute this guy can't be demon possessed could a demon open the eyes of a blind man and again that's the reference to the blind man in john chapter 9 so some reject him others accept him Now, most of us in this room, as I look around, most of us, I think we've accepted Jesus as the Messiah. He's the one who's come to deliver God's people from the captivity of sin. And so since we've accepted his claim, since we believe in Jesus Christ, we just sang a bunch of songs about believing in Jesus Christ, I'd say that these words, the words that he says in John chapter 10, they matter to us. And so let's dive just a little bit deeper into what he's saying. Let's look at those two I am statements regarding being a good shepherd. Uh, They're found in verse 11 and verse 14. Verse 11, this is what Jesus says. He he goes, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Let's go ahead and say that together. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In verse 14, he, he expands it a little bit. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Again, just pretty powerful Powerful stuff. And I hope you notice that he says he is the good shepherd, not just a good shepherd, right? Just like he said he wasn't a door, he said he is the door. So he's not one of many good shepherds, he is the good shepherd. And the word good here, good, it just means to be noble, to be wholesome, to be beautiful. Uh, It's to be contrasted with a shepherd who is not good, a shepherd who is wicked, who is mean. And, And I have to admit, this makes me happy. I mean, isn't it great news for all of us in this room that our shepherd, so shepherd, meaning the one who protects us, the one who guides us, the one who nurtures us, isn't it wonderful that he is good? Right? That he is good. I I don't know if your brain goes here. My brain is always going. And sometimes I'm just like, how... And I'll, this is so unchristian of me to say, but how lucky are we <laughs> that the creator of heaven and earth is good? Because I guess God could have been anything, but he's good. Aren't you thankful that God, the creator of heaven and earth, he is good? Like, praise the Lord. Isn't that, like, half of the time I'm singing, I'm just singing, like, thank you that you are good, because even when I am not good, who's good? God is good. Hallelujah. And yet, here he is, Jesus, he compares himself to those who are not good. And again, just like he, when he talked about the gate and being the gate to the sheep, he compared himself to those religious leaders. He went in there talking about them being thieves and talking about them being robbers who were trying to enter the sheepfold another way than the door. These next verses, he's going to go at it again. Look at what he does. He he starts uh, by saying in verse 11, he says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But then he goes on and he says, he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and he flees. The wolf snatches them, scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. We got to understand these are harsh words. These are pointed words. He says, hey, these guys, these religious leaders, they are like Hired hands, not faithful shepherds who are honestly concerned about the well-being of the sheep, more like hired hands. They're just waiting for the paycheck, right? So their main concern is not they're about the sheep, by the way, their main concern is about themselves. And so they abandon the sheep. When that wolf comes like a hired hand, off they go and they flee. The wolf comes in, snatches the sheep, scatters the sheep, all because the hired hand did not care for the sheep and you see in the Gospel of John, you actually see it in all the Gospels, when you you see Jesus talking to religious leaders, you can just tell he is not a real big fan of how the religious leaders have been taking care of God's people. Some of his harshest words are for those who are in charge of shepherding the people of God. It reminds me of a passage, I don't know if you guys are doing the Bible reading plan with us, but I'm almost through the Old Testament. We started January 1st. I've never done that before where I'm just reading the Old Testament. Praise the Lord I preach as well so I get to read a little bit of the New Testament. But I'm going through all the minor prophets and the major prophets every day just hearing about our disobedience and how bad we are at following the Lord. But also how good God is in His grace and His mercy that He didn't wipe us off the face of the earth but He has kept a remnant and kept His people going. Praise the Lord. Read the Old Testament. It is such an encouragement that even when we were wicked, even when we were stiff-necked, even when we rebelled against Against God in every way possible God has been faithful to his people hallelujah but there's a couple it was like two three weeks ago we were going through Ezekiel Wow, what a book, right? Ezekiel, um, there's this really intense prophecy in there. You're going to find it in chapter 34 of Ezekiel. Wow, there was a lot of chapters in Ezekiel. Um, I was there forever. But uh, in chapter 34, listen to what he says against the shepherds, against the leaders of God's people. He, He goes, the word of the Lord came to me. The strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all of the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains and every hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely my sheep, because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep, therefore, you shepherds... Hear the word of the Lord. Again, it's pretty intense, right? Verse 10, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. But now listen to what God has to say. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. Praise the Lord. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so I will seek my sheep and I will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered on the day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries. And I will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country and I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land there there they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down declares the Lord God I will seek the lost I will bring back the strayed I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. Come on, that's our good shepherd. That fires me up. And as you look at that passage from Ezekiel, and also when you look at that passage from John, don't you just get that sense that God just might care a little bit about his sheep? Right? God loves his sheep. I hope you see that. I hope you know that today. Even now, maybe you find yourself in a situation where the people who have influence in your life or authority in your life, maybe they don't have the best intentions for you. Maybe they're more like those hired hands than good shepherds. But but I think God shows us in both of those passages that He hasn't forgotten you. He's not going to abandon you. You need to understand that He's not going to forsake you. He was actually going to lead you. Even if all the shepherds in your life have failed you as the good shepherd, He will never ever fail you. He is faithful to lead you. Now, by the way, we all need a shepherd. We all need a shepherd. And that's hard for us, right? Our pride doesn't really like to admit that we need a shepherd, but we do. I mean, have you ever tried to live your life without a shepherd? Have you ever gone your own way? I have plenty of times. And when I go my own way, I don't end up where I wanted to be. And, and even if I do end up where I wanted to be, it's not where I should be. But as humans, we we try to convince ourselves, yeah, you know, I can do life on my own. I I don't need anyone else to help me, but we all need a shepherd. Our pride says we don't, but we do. I don't know where you're at with all this this morning, but this might be for some of us today, maybe because of your stubbornness, maybe because of your unwillingness to yield and to be led by the Lord. There's a good chance it's gotten you to a pretty dark place, a pretty unhealthy place, and maybe you find yourself there today. But as someone who's been there before, sometimes the best thing you can do in those moments, and I hope you can receive this today, is just to stop. Just to stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop going whatever direction you're going and just stop and cry out to the Lord. Help me, Lord. Please, help me. Have you ever prayed that before? That's one of my greatest wise things that I share when I'm meeting with people, is if you don't know what to pray, just, well, one, just say Jesus. And then two, say help me. He's really good at being the good shepherd. Sometimes, you know, you just get so lost. Sometimes you get in such a deep hole. Sometimes you get in so much trouble that the best thing you could do is just stop, right? Just stop. Cry out, Jesus, help me. Good shepherd, I'm in trouble. Please Come to my rescue. And there's a good chance in a room of this size that there's some of us that need to do that today. There's a great verse in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, he's another prophet like Ezekiel. In in chapter 53, so there's a lot of chapters in Isaiah as well, but chapter 53, verse 6, you might have heard this one before. He says, all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. All of us like sheep, what have we done? We have gone astray. See, the prophet, he's giving all us city folk a little lesson on sheep. What he's telling you is, you know what sheep are good at? Sheep are really good at going astray, right? Sheep, they're prone to wander. They're easily scattered. He's letting us know that we are like those sheep who are really good at going astray. And so what do we need? We need a shepherd. A shepherd to find us. A shepherd to help us. A shepherd to save us. Again, pride is just a killer. I've seen this again and again. It's just the truth. Christianity, following Jesus, it will never work until you realize that you are a sheep and you cannot take care of yourself. You cannot lead yourself. Sheep on their own, they are defenseless, they are totally dependent upon the shepherd. You will struggle all the days of your life until you finally stop, humble yourself, wave the white flag of surrender, and start letting the good shepherd lead you, guide you, feed you, provide for you, and to protect you. You need a good shepherd. You know, I got to see this firsthand while I was in Israel. In Israel, any time you saw a flock of sheep, you saw a shepherd. Even in the middle of nowhere. I got this picture. This is a Bedouin, a shepherd. This is what you would see. I mean, even in the desert, if there was a flock of sheep, you saw a donkey and you saw a shepherd. And these shepherds, they needed uh, they, they were needed. The sheep needed a shepherd there's a lot of bad things that can happen to sheep you've probably heard uh, some of the things that can happen to sheep in israel we saw these things called wadis you ever heard of a wadi w-a-d-i i I have a picture of a wadi this is you don't have the second one second picture oh totally you do okay Uh, there it is thank you there's the wadi yeah they were exactly so this is the wadi um Well, wadi, really, it's this big ravine. Sometimes it's a small ravine, but for most of the year, it is dry. And yet, during the rainy season, watch out, right? During the rainy season, the water comes in, and it comes rushing in. Google uh, rain coming in through a wadi. It is phenomenal. Like, you just... It comes in fast. And and there's pictures of of water going over the roadways. Uh, uh, The the rain, when it comes through, uh, it can cause damage to property. It can cause damage to life. It can cause damage to sheep. So these shepherds, they have to protect the sheep from the water. They also have to protect the sheep from robbers, because what do robbers like to do? Rob! Yeah, that's right. They like to steal the sheep. They also have to protect them from wolves, because what do the wolves want to do? The wolves want to eat the sheep. One of the most famous shepherds of all time was a man named David. You guys remember David? First he was a shepherd, later he became King David. And this is how he described his time as a shepherd. But David said to Saul, "Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him, I struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he rose against me, I caught him by his beard." Are you kidding me? And struck him and killed him your servant has struck down both lions and bears let's just first admit that david is awesome (laughs) i mean that's some effort to protect the sheep i hope that's not the scale that i'm graded on i think i might fail um you get me of a lion all right moving on i like him behind the cage but anyways but look at look what he does there look at the effort he makes to protect the sheep why did he have to make such effort because the sheep needed that effort right without David we got to understand that without David those sheep they would have been lion food right they would have been bear food and David actually gives us such a wonderful And just great picture of what a good shepherd looks like. You know, if we were to take a poll, what does a good shepherd look like? And we, we read that passage, we're like, yeah, David, you're a good shepherd. Taking care of his father's sheep. Risking his life for the sheep. Do you know who else risks his life for his sheep? Jesus. Right, That's what you see in John chapter 10. And as he's talking with these religious leaders, there's a bit of a fire in Jesus. There's a bit of a passion in Jesus. The paraphrase is this. Don't mess with my sheep. Right? These are my sheep. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. I love my sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. Right? We have to understand that in this whole idea of him being the good shepherd, that ultimately... What does Jesus do? How does he show that he's the good shepherd? He lays down his life for the sheep. He dies on the cross. And so, church, just listen two things. First, we we need a shepherd. We just got to humble ourselves. So many people still tell me, you don't need a shepherd, you need a shepherd. And some people, I get it, you kind of have to do your own thing for a year or 10 years or 50 years, but eventually, you'll come to realize you need a shepherd. But two, our shepherd, he's a good shepherd. A good shepherd who died for us. He's such a good, noble, beautiful shepherd that he laid down his life for us. In that same passage of Isaiah 53 that was all about us going astray like sheep, listen to what else Isaiah says. It's a prophecy, by the way, that's 700 years before the time of Jesus. But when you hear it, it's all about Jesus. Listen to what he says. He says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed. For our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus died for the sheep. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for you. Like he knew that you would wander. Again, in our pride, we don't like to admit those things, but he knew it. He knew where you'd go astray. He knew where you'd be lost. But he chose to save you. He willingly, willingly sacrificed his life for you. In fact, that's what we're told in John 10 verse 18. He says, no one takes my life from me. No one takes it from me. He says, no, I lay it down. I lay my life down of my own accord when I when I preached about the gate if, if you remember I talked about how the shepherd out in the fields they would build this sheep pen this enclosure with the rocks and then they'd leave that opening for the gate and the shepherd he would actually lay down across that opening you remember that he would lay down he was the gate you weren't going in or out of that pen except through the door of the shepherd who had laid himself down at the gate the shepherd willingly laid himself down and Jesus is the good shepherd has willingly laid down his life as well in fact laid his life down death on a cross for us and he laid down his life not just for the jewish people but for everyone and anyone who would put their faith and trust in him so he didn't just lay his life down for a certain people he laid his life down for the world, to save the world. In John chapter 10, he says, it's for anyone who might believe and follow him. He says in verse 14, I'm a good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. I lay my life down for the sheep. But listen, verse 16, I have, because remember, he's talking to all Jewish people at this point, but then he says, I have sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one sheep shepherd see jesus came to the earth so that everyone would be saved including gentiles anyone who's not jewish including me and including most of us in this room we have the opportunity isn't it beautiful to listen to his voice and to join the flock and today right now i hope we understand this the news isn't reporting this by the way but right now all over the world jesus is still speaking and people are still listening Jesus is still in the business, and he's very good at bringing lost sheep into the flock. And who knows? Maybe that lost sheep is you. I hope you're listening to him. I hope you say yes to him. When you say yes to him, he brings you in. He forgives you of your sins. He brings you into the sheep pen, and he gives you eternal life. You know, as we go into this month of August, I, I want everyone to consider who you might invite to Friends Day. Again, it's next Sunday, one service, 10 a.m. Because I believe in a good shepherd who doesn't want anyone to perish in their sins. He doesn't want even one to be lost, but he wants everyone to listen to his voice, to come to him and receive everlasting life. I've seen seen it in my years of ministry played out again and again and again. It's happened to many of you in this room. You were living without Christ. But then one day or maybe over a course of a few days or maybe even a few years, you began to hear his voice calling you, right? You heard a voice calling you. It was Jesus. What did you do? You listened, you answered, and you followed him. We hear his voice in different ways. Maybe you heard his voice through a friend, right? Could have been a classmate. Maybe you heard his voice through a dad or a mom, maybe you heard his voice through a pastor maybe it was the radio maybe it was the television but you heard his voice Do you remember that that's how you become a Christian by the way it's not like you just choose to be a Christian you become a Christian because you hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and you respond to his voice you getting saved isn't about you it's about him calling you and you saying yes to his call do you remember what you were doing do you remember how you were living your life and he began to speak over you and you turned to him and you turned by the way from everything and all the things that you were doing you turned the other way and you went running do you remember that do you remember what it was like to just give it all up wasn't that the coolest thing when you became a Christian Do you remember how radical you were? Do you remember how willing you were to just give everything to the Lord? How willing you were to get tired and sore for the kingdom of God? Because you heard his voice and you came running into the sheep pen. Well, I have good news for you today. Jesus is still calling people and many will hear his voice and many will be saved. I mean, wouldn't it just be wonderful if you invited your loved ones, you invited your friends, your family, your neighbors to come next week, maybe even invite them to come to the 10 o'clock service. I promise you in that message a clear call will be given from the Father's heart to anyone who will listen. And for many people, again, I've seen this hundreds of times, for many people it will be the confirmation of a voice that they've been hearing for a while. Just like in Jesus' time, some will hear His voice and they will reject Him. In fact, some people that you invite, they will run and they will never want to come back again. But others will hear His voice and when they do, they will run, but they won't run away. They're going to run. Run to Jesus. They're going to know their home they're gonna know that they were lost but now they're found they will know that they were blind but now they see they're gonna know and they're gonna receive and accept the gracious and loving offer of eternal life that their good shepherd offers so again I hope you invite people to come do you believe that there's still room in the sheep pen or is it just for us is it just us three and no more us four and no more (laughs) I think there's room right there's room in the sheep pen let's play our part in bringing the sheep in I want to close with a video that pastor Randy showed a couple of years ago it's absolutely wonderful just sit back enjoy it after the video uh, Mike is going to come up and, and sing us a song
1: i mm-hmm. I know you, I know you, I know you take you away and no one can take you away and no one can take you away oh Jesus no one can take you away
0: would you bow your heads would you pray with me there's anyone in this room who knows you are lost to know that you have not been following the good shepherd that you've gone your own way you've scattered and gone astray and you want to respond to your good shepherd today if you want to uh, run back to him if that's you I i want to lead you in a prayer if i could just know who i'm praying with go ahead and raise your hand raise it up high so i know Who I'm praying with. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? There's room in the sheep pen for us to run to him. And no one can take you away from him. So Lord, I thank you. Thank you for those who say yes today to coming back to you, Lord. It's amazing how big your grace is. Your grace is bigger than we understand. We think you're up there just waiting to punish us, looking to condemn us, and yet, God, by your grace, you just love saving us. You love calling us and asking us to follow you. And Lord, because of your grace, in this moment, regardless of what we've done up to this moment, regardless of even what we've done up to this second, because of your grace, we can wave the white flag of surrender. We can say, I stop." And I can say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, rescue me. And God is the good shepherd. You find us. You lead us. And you save us. Lord Jesus, would you give us your grace and compassion for this world? May we be known as people who love you, but also love others. God, bring even now to mind people that we could invite to Friends Day, that we would love others enough to invite them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that over each one of us, that you give us a heart, a heart for those who are lost, a heart for those who are wandering, a heart for those who are trying to live without a good shepherd. Give us a boldness today, Lord. We we see it again and again that when your, your Holy Spirit fills us up, when your Holy Spirit fills us up, a boldness comes. You see that in the Bible again and again. A boldness comes as your Spirit fills us up. So God, fill us up right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Fill us up by your Holy Spirit and that we might have a boldness to confess and profess and declare the good news of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, would you stand with us as we sing our closing song? What do we singing?